Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. I wanted to pop in and share that this was originally a show that I shared on one of my other podcasts, the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Now, if you've been listening to this specific podcast for some time, you've probably heard me share on one or more of the episodes every now and again that one of the most important things in my life is my faith. In episode 56 of Women in Leadership Podcast, you would have heard me speak with Christina Kane, and we discussed how to identify and complete your God-given purpose in life and in business. However, prior to that interview with Christina, I shared just how important my faith has been through my life, particularly with the death of my second child, a son whom we named Brendan James, and of course, many years later, after my worst business failure ever. There were lots of ups and downs in between, but those were some significant emotional events in my life, and uh, it was my faith that got me through. Well, it's been a few more years after that episode aired and my faith journey has certainly taken me down some very interesting and exciting paths, both professionally and personally. And they've certainly taken me through some difficult paths as well. We lost my mother during 2020. She became infected with COVID and she also recovered. And my brother and I had an opportunity to see her before she died. And you know what? It was one of the most difficult yet most beautiful experiences that I have ever had, to be honest, because I knew in my heart of hearts she was finally going to be with the Lord, something that she had longed for for many, many years. She would ask me, Anne-Marie, when am I going home? When am I going to heaven? And I'd say, don't know, Mum. The Lord obviously has many special things that you still need to do in this life, and I have a feeling that it was really very much the strength that she was giving me. And you know, in those last few weeks as her body became weaker and weaker and she was in and out of consciousness, I remember going to visit her after uh, we'd been told that she had had two negative COVID uh, tests that came back negative and therefore she was deemed to be COVID free and we were allowed to come and see her. And we was just so excited. My brother and I had to go and visit her independently. However, she was just a mere fraction of the woman that she was. She'd lost so much weight. She really wasn't conscious. And I didn't realize I was there for three hours, kind of nursed her back into consciousness, feeding her, you know, with the little cotton buds, with there was strawberry jam kind of stuff there and, and kind of, you know, that, that gel of water. And, you know, after those many hours, she kind of opened her eyes. I pulled down my mask, which I know I shouldn't have done. And she recognized my face and you know I was able to say love you mum and so you know the last words that she spoke to me I love you too in her very weak voice and um, you know I'm going to treasure that for the rest of my life and it was a couple of weeks later that she died uh, two days actually one day before her 101 birthday. So, I mean, what a blessing. You know, that was uh, the difficultest, most beautifulest time of my life as I knew that she was uh, going to heaven. And my gosh, you know, for those of us who've lost parents and loved ones, you know, who know that they've loved the Lord, there is such blessing in that um, and celebration. 
And then, of course, in my own business, my goodness, I would need an entire season of shows to fill you in on how my faith and how the Lord has been working in my life. And by the way, I do share that with my clients in the Influence Alliance. So you are more than welcome to come on over and join us there, theinfluencealliance.com, our business building community. If you want to build a sustainable, scalable business, we've got some women there who also love the Lord and we're going to be doing something from April that's pretty amazing mind you if you're not if you're not a Christian you are more than welcome to come into that community I know that some of you may also love the Lord so this message today is specifically for you and by the way if you don't yet know Jesus please you're more than welcome to listen to this episode because this is all about defining developing and defending your purposeful message and this I know you are on earth today. You are in this world, not by accident, but on purpose for a purpose. And my purpose is to help you identify what that purpose is and then be able to define your purposeful message. There are so many things that I want to share with you in this episode. So I hope that you're going to find the insights that I share incredibly helpful. So without any further ado, Here's this week's episode. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. So it's just me and you hanging out today. And what I wanted to speak about today is helping you to define your purposeful message. Now, this was part of a presentation that I'm delivering to a group of awesome kingdom women entrepreneurs. And I thought, you know what, the content that I'm sharing in this presentation is going to be so helpful for Christian entrepreneurs who are listening to this particular podcast because, you know, some of you may be in a situation where you've needed to change your business focus because of what's happened. You may find that part of your business now needs to refocus and pivot. You've probably heard that word way too often than you like, but really a change. And it's always a good uh, idea. It's always a good strategy to take note of your message. Do you need to hone it even further? And another reason, and I've shared this on one of my other podcasts, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, is that the message that got you to where you are today is not going to get you to where you want to go tomorrow. One of those reasons is that the market market has changed. The industry, many industries have changed. There are many more voices now contributing to your industry. I'm sure what with many more people online and and, and taking their business and, and shifting and changing as well. So I wanted to share some things today in the hope that if you are looking at revamping your message, maybe you're just starting out in business, maybe you've had to change direction, or maybe you're a little bit like me, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, and you're struggling with how on earth can I narrow down my expertise to one thing only, that one thing. 
Well, this show is for you. And the journey that I'm going to take you through today covers three different areas. Firstly, discover your purposeful message. Secondly, define your purposeful message. And thirdly, defend your purposeful message. So discover, define and defend. But firstly, let's eliminate. Let's look at the elephant in the room, which is eliminating the lies that the enemy may be sharing with you about your identity. And one of those lies is, I'm not special. I'm not unique. And you may be thinking that yourself. Well, can I remind you of Psalm 139 verse 14, which says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You, my friend, are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works, the Lord's works are wonderful. And David knows that full well. You are too. So when the enemy says you're not special, you are not unique. (laughs) I beg to differ because the Lord fearfully and wonderfully made you. Secondly, here's another lie about our identity. You're an imposter. Well, John 15 verse 16, if you hear you're an imposter, can I just advise you to share this, to say this over yourself? And this is what Jesus said, you did not choose me, I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. You've been appointed, you've been chosen. So you're not an imposter. You've got a divine appointment. So please just eliminate that lie uh, if you're being you know, told that. And thirdly, lastly, another lie that you may be hearing, uh, you'll never succeed. You don't have what it takes. Oh, really? Can I just remind you of this Bible verse, Romans 8 verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for those of us who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And if that's not enough, can I remind you of Jeremiah 29 verse 11? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So when the enemy tries to tell you and lies to you to say that you'll never succeed, you don't have what it takes. If the Lord has appointed you, the Lord will have anointed you for your assignment. The gifts and the talents and the skills, which I'm going to share a little bit more about in the defining of your purposeful message, has been given to you for a reason. You are on assignment. So let's get an alignment with our assignment from the Lord and let's do some exploration and some of the things that uh, you may need to be reminded of and you may need to have as insights if this is something you're struggling with. So before we dive in, let me just remind you, as unique as your fingerprints are, so is your message, so is your story, so is your purposeful message. So now let's dive in to look at some of the areas to help you discover your purposeful message. 
Now, I have a quiz that I have created and you can get access to that quiz. Let me give you the link now and then um, you can go and access that. AnneMarieCross.com forward slash distinguishable quiz. AnneMarieCross.com forward slash distinguishable quiz. Go and download that quiz. There's five different pillars, but there's there's two areas that each of those pillars are categorized in and one of those is a category of one and an audience of one. Remember, we're looking at creating and and uh, you know bringing about our purposeful message, and we need to look at them through the lens of a category of one and an audience of one. And one of the things that I created a number of years ago is what I call the distinction triad, the distinction triad. And as a triad, you know, triangle has three points. I want to talk about each of those three points very quickly today. The first point is aptitude. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Then attitude and then approach. So aptitude, attitude and approach all those three things are core components of the distinction triad. Now, let's talk about aptitude. This is really under uh, the category of one. You want to become known as this category of one. In other words, create such a unique story and journey or purposeful message with the expertise that you bring to the table. And many of you are service-based businesses. My clients are very much service-based businesses, so coaches and consultants. But even if you're listening today and you're not a coach, you're not a consultant, but rather you work in maybe some products or any other industry, really start to think about how can I position myself as a, in a category of one, meaning that when someone needs my services, my support, my product, there is no one else really that is comparable to what we're doing. That's what I really want you to think about. But if we think about it through the lens of a service-based business, I'm talking about your strengths, your talents, your skills and knowledge. So I want to just define the difference between a strength and a talent. And I, I got this from the Strengths Quest website. So a strength, and I love the way that they define that, the strength is an ability to consistently provide near perfect performance in a specific activity. Now a talent, that is a naturally occurring pattern of thought, of feeling, of behavior that can be productively applied. Now talents, knowledge, and skills along with time spent practicing and developing your skills and building your knowledge base combined to give you your strength. So talent is innate, can't be learned, can't be acquired, but skills and knowledge can be learned and acquired, can't it? So when we're looking at your aptitude, uh, the skills, knowledge, your, your strengths and your talents, not only are those the strengths that you build up over time, but it can also be skills and knowledge that you've learned and acquired through various certifications, through hands-on knowledge and, and uh, you know, building of things. You know, you're actually hands-on and, and that develops uh, a knowledge and an, an ability, a skill. 
and going to classes so and and just following someone you know and learning from them so your aptitude really is your, your talents your strengths your skills and your knowledge now when we talk about gifts and I can talk about gifts because we're Christians and in the Bible you know it says pursue 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 pursue love and desire the spirit you know the the gifts of the spirit the spiritual gifts especially that you may prophesy so the spiritual gifts are gifts that we can be given, you know, through the Holy Spirit. And in in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, of course, we are encouraged to desire them. So a number of you may have some giftings from the Holy Spirit. Not really going to go into that too much today because that's a whole other topic that I'm actually learning about myself, um, which is of such interest. So I really encourage you to dive a little bit further into spiritual gifts. Because when we use all of those and we're really bringing that to the work that we're doing, it really can support us in creating a purposeful message that really does position us as a category of one so that we can continue to, to really bring our best to it to our clients. Now, also in the category of one is your attitude. And your attitude really is your character. It's the reflection of your experiences and the environment. So that's your character and can be developed through your experiences, through the environment that you've lived. Now, this is also both a natural component of your personality and one that you learn. So in other words, your character can be things that are very much natural, uh, very much from your DNA that, that you've picked up, you know, and it can also be shaped through experiences and, and learned experiences. And one of the areas that I like to really support clients in getting clear on, especially when it comes to their attitude, is your core values because they do play a big part in your character. And a core value, a value, it's a principle or a belief that is of utmost, it's of central importance to you. So, you know, what I want to encourage you to do is to think about what are my core values? Do you have five or seven core values? For me, mine are integrity, excellence, innovation, courage, uh, courage, confident, fun, freedom, faith and creativity. Freedom for me is so important. It underpins everything. Um, You know, and ask yourself, why are these important to me? And how am I bringing these values to life in the experience that I create when working with clients? And even in the content that I share, you know, the purposeful message, because not only can you verbalize that, you can be it because it's in your mannerisms, it's how you conduct yourself. And that kind of then brings us to another point of the category of of one, you know, one of the points of the distinction triad, your approach, which is really a temperament. And your temperament, a definition, is inherited traits, a natural part of your personality that comes from your genes. Now, another definition that that I found, and I, I thought I'd share this today with you, a person's nature, especially as it permanently affects their behavior. So have a think about how would I describe my temperament, my behavior, my response, my reactions, and how do you want other people to describe you? And if you ask them, how they would currently describe you, would it align with how you would want them to describe you? And you might be asking, what, what on earth does this have to do with my purposeful message? Your message and what you speak and what you share 
is not only, as I mentioned, verbally, but it is also the experience that you create. Because how you respect, you know, you react and you respond impacts the way that you relate to your team, your customers, your community, and how you bring your message to life. It impacts that, which is why I always say to my clients and my community, be mindful of the conversations you contribute to the conversations that you don't contribute to, every single thing impacts your brand. And part of your brand is your purposeful message. You know, if people were to be asked, what do you think of so-and-so? Would they describe us and, and use words that would describe the character of Christ, who we are encouraged to be like? Are we doing that when we are out in the world? Or does our temperament, when we are faced with a challenge, when there is a crisis at hand, do we suddenly shake off the cloak of and the, the qualities of Christ and turn into, you know, like the Jekyll and Hyde? Because I tell you what, it does not matter what you say on one hand, like not that I'm getting on a pedestal here. I'm not saying anything to you that I'm not saying to myself. This is such a great reminder. So I don't say this as a, a lecture to you because... You know, we need to be so mindful, don't we, as Christian entrepreneurs? And I know that there are certain situations that I've reacted and I would think to myself later, oh my goodness, if I had to be accountable for my response and my reaction, and by the way, I do need to, we, we need to be, we are going to be accountable for everything we do. Did I bring my best? Could people see Christ in me through that? Or mm, maybe not. And I'd have to say there's a lot of maybe not time. So, you know, your temperament, and there may be certain things that you need to work on your temperament so that even in a crisis situation, even when you're fated to the fire, the way that you respond, that you know, that response, that reaction is one that can honor Christ all of the way. And people can say, wow, I love the way that he or she, you know, the leadership that you bring, the role model that you are. We're an ambassador for Christ, aren't we? So just being really mindful and and, uh, sharing that because that's so important. So those three things are just some things that you want to consider. You know, what are your unique strengths, your talents, your skills, your knowledge? Don't discredit anything from all experiences, whether it be experiences that you've volunteered, whether there's been experiences that you've gained through work, through studies, all of that can be combined to really create a purposeful message that positions you well in the category of one. Your attitude, your core values, your character, what are they? What are some of your core values? Can you bring them to life in your purposeful message? And not only in the words that you say, but how you express yourself in the experience you create. And be mindful of your temperament as well, those inherited traits, because some of those traits, those temperaments may just be impacting negatively how you're bringing your message to life maybe inhibiting how you're bringing that purposeful message to life. So just be mindful of that. So those are the things that I wanted to talk about in discovering your purposeful message because there's going to be some expertise, some things that through that you can recognize as being relevant, especially to what, what's going on in the marketplace and the needs, the gaps, which kind of then leads me into defining your purposeful message. And I want to share how it's so important to know 
the audience of one. And what am I talking about? Your lucrative niche, your ideal client, the person who you are going to serve and support or the organization that you are going to serve and support. So to be able to put your purposeful message together in a compelling way that cuts through the noise, that speaks to your ideal client, you need to know specifically what he or she or they, if it's an organization, struggle with and continue to be challenged by. You need to also know what they are seeking in terms of solutions to support him or her or them if they're an organisation. And you need to know what they desire in terms of desired outcomes. And so let me just repeat those three. You need to know the struggle, you need to know what they're seeking, and you need to know what their desired outcome is. And you need to be able to describe this in his or hers or their words. So avoid industry jargon, avoid industry speak, because you're only going to disconnect uh, when you're sharing your message. They're just not going to, to be able to understand that you have a solution to their problem. Now, also through an audience of one, if you are struggling to really hone in a concise message because you've got multiple modalities, you've got multiple experience, a lot of experience, diverse experience, and you're struggling to really put it all together into a succinct uh, statement, you know, purposeful message. I want to introduce you to a term that I've done a little bit of training around uh, with my clients called the umbrella statement. Now, an umbrella statement is your overarching outcome focused statement that showcases your promise of value. So what you deliver and a promise of expectation, what your ideal client can expect to achieve. So if you are a multi-talented, are a multi-passionate entrepreneur, an umbrella statement is going to help you narrow down all of your modalities, all of your expertise into one clear and focused outcome, which your client is seeking. So that's so important. And why I mentioned you need to know who your audience of one is and what they're struggling with, what they're seeking and what their desired outcome is because that then is going to inform you as to how best to create that umbrella statement. Now, let me give you an example because I think examples help really well and I resonate with this umbrella statement and this multi-passionate entrepreneur because in the career industry, some of you may not know, years and years ago, I started my first business uh, consultancy in the career space and I just did not want to do job seeking, I coaching. I just did not want to do resume development or interview coaching or salary negotiations or finding a job that you loved. All of that. I loved doing all of that. So I got certified in all of that and I offered all of those services. Now, some people would think that, well, are you an expert in resume writing? Well, I could say, yes, I am because I've won multiple awards, been published in numerous international books. Are you skilled in interview coaching? Well, yes, I am. I've written a book, 10 Key Steps to Ace That Interview. I have interview coached thousands of uh, entrepreneurs, executives from CEOs, right down to um, secondary school uh, individuals who are seeking a, a job. So, you know, all of those areas, yes, I was highly skilled in. 
And then they said, well, well, how do I introduce you? What is it that you do? So what I did was I created an umbrella statement because I knew my ideal client wanted this and I was able to support them across a number of different areas, whether it be resume writing, job search coaching, interview coaching, all of that. And the umbrella statement was get noticed, get hired, get paid what you are worth. The get noticed was resume development, online profiles, LinkedIn profiles, get hired was set, uh, interview coaching, positioning yourself well in fr- and speaking in front of a prospective you know, boss, employer, panel interviews, all of those things. And I guess, of course, get paid what you're worth, working on self-worth, getting you know, eliminating um, imposter syndrome and being able to negotiate a salary that was win, win, win for all parties. And of course, now in working my work with entrepreneurs, businesses, I can help them a number of different areas, personal branding. So getting noticed, getting that client, being paid what you're worth. But now, of course, that I've got podcasting as one of the elements that I help my clients do to set up, you know, uh, from idea to launch, their thoughts leader podcast, I help them build their reach, their reputation as a trusted authority and their revenue with a robust podcast strategy. So if people are struggling, you know, businesses are struggling with their brand and their message, I can help them. If they're struggling to become known as that trusted authority, I can support them. And if they want to launch a podcast, I can support them, but I've got that umbrella statement. So I want to encourage you to think about all of those multiple services that you and expertise that you can provide, how can you showcase your promise of value and promise of expectation in one overarching outcome-focused statement, your umbrella statement? So that's really important. Then once you have your umbrella statement, there's a couple of things that I want to share with you to help you continue to position yourself as that trusted authority to that audience of one being the category of one. And so often what we can do is when we're sharing our content, we can be sharing all over the place that, again, jack of all trades, master of none. So I want to introduce to you two uh, other aspects here, and this sits under the umbrella statement, which is core themes and core topics. Now, your core themes, this aligns with your umbrella statement. So it sits underneath. I want you to imagine there's an umbrella and on top of the umbrella says umbrella statements. And then underneath the umbrella, you know, which would you would hold up to keep you from getting wet, sits the core themes and then the core topics. Typically, I would say maybe three, no more than four core areas. So for me, as an example, it would be personal branding, podcasting, business growth, and money mindset. You know, mindset's so important because I could teach my clients all of the right strategies and tactics and marketing and everything. But if you don't have the right mindset, the right beliefs around whether you can achieve this or not, it's going to inhibit your ability to grow your business. And of course, all of those things have a focus on building thought leadership as a trusted authority. Now, some of the topics, now that can be really broken down, lots of different areas, personal branding, profitable podcasting, interviewing, mindset, inspiration, business coach uh, growth, building thought leadership, any topics that is relevant to businesses under the core theme of positioning yourself as a trusted authority. Does that make sense? So I everything that I speak about somehow relates back to that 
building your reputation as a trusted authority, building your reach with your ideal client, and then being able to nurture those community members, your audience, your community into leads, inquiries, and ultimately paying customers. So everything that I create from, you know, my entire purposeful message and all of the content that I create, whether it be podcasts, whether it be live, you know, live streams, whether it be articles, blog posts, social media posts, all fit within the core themes, the core topics, the umbrella statement, which really continues to build that consistency to the purposeful message. Now, one last component that I want to share with you is what I call your invisible thread. And this invisible thread ties all of this together in one beautiful story, which just resonates with your ideal customer and when you share it. And there's two components to your invisible thread. And again, this sits underneath on the umbrella, underneath the core topic. So you have your umbrella statement, which is on top of the umbrella. Then underneath what keeps you dry um, is the core themes, then core topics, then your invisible thread. And there's two things that you want to consider in your invisible thread. The first is markers and the second is milestones. I'll just talk briefly about those. Markers are significant events that enabled you to overcome a challenge or a problem that is probably the challenge and the problem that your ideal client is struggling with now. And what you did was you were able to come up with a new and innovative methodology that you now teach clients but it came from the marker and you want to make note of what that marker is because you need to share that within your story, you know, your purposeful message. Now, these markers may then validate your teaching and methodologies. Now, the milestones, they are the successes and the achievements in your journey that you achieved through using these innovations and the systems and the processes that you now teach your clients, but they're relevant to your ideal client. Now, let me give you an example. And again, because examples are going to help you really see how this sits so that you can then model your own and identify what are some of the markers and milestones in my business. So I tell the story of how I started my podcast back in 2008. We did that to, um, you know, following the global financial crisis and doom and gloom that mainstream media was portraying across every platform. And we knew, my colleague and I knew that we needed to be the voice of hope and inspiration. We did that for two years. And one of the reasons why we stopped was because we struggled to monetize our podcast and we just could not afford to continue to create this uh, podcast because our businesses were separate and we just needed to regroup and, and continue on doing our own thing. But I continued to podcast and it wasn't till uh, down a number of years down the track after my worst business failure ever that I started Women in Leadership podcast. And it was interesting because after my worst business failure ever, I thought I can't write. I was burned out. I, I really could sense now looking back that I was in a bit of a depression and I thought but I needed to do something to remain tapped into my community and, and as a brand consultant I knew I needed to stay visible so whilst I couldn't write or create I could ask good questions I knew I could ask questions and I also knew how important it was to go and surround myself with like-minded entrepreneurs and I thought I'm going to go out and I'm going to interview women who have been 
in situations like me that I'm dealing with. And I use Women in Leadership podcast as a way to get over my loss. It was to help heal me. Now, no one knew that. I mean, obviously now I'm sharing that. But it was interesting because three episodes in for a podcast that I created to help me deal with my own loss, I accidentally generated two four-figure clients. And I thought it wasn't until a number of, you know, years later, because the Lord often works that way, there's different markers in our life. And then all of a sudden he encourages you. Now look back, look back and you can join those dots. And that tells a story. I've actually been walking you through those valleys because you needed the strength. You needed the character that I was shaping in you for a time such as now. You needed to go through those struggles for the season that is now because I need you to go out and speak truth. I need you to go out and be the light. I need you to go out and share the message of hope for someone and someone's other people who are now going through what you had to go through many years ago. And that's why I call it the invisible thread. And so when I looked back, I thought, wow, if I did that accidentally, imagine if I could document the steps that I took so that I could do that intentionally, purposefully. And that's what I did. Principles later, a book and a program later, Podcasting with Purpose was born. And I kind of share that story. I mean, obviously, I I spent a little bit more time um, sharing it with that with you, but I've got condensed versions of that story. So it depends on how long I have. And if I've got a little bit of a longer time, um, I'll spend a little bit more time because there's aspects that I can certainly incorporate into that, which I've just done with you today. So I want to ask you, what are some of the significant events that have occurred in your life? How have they shaped your character? How have they shaped your understanding, your learning, and how you now approach, you know, your approach to now being able to teach and share and nurture and mentor and support your clients with, because they long to achieve those as well. And when you weave them together, your milestones and your markers are the invisible thread that join the dots of your unique story. And then lastly, let's look at defending your purposeful message. Because I know that you know this, we've got an enemy that is always prowling around. That enemy does not want you to share your purposeful message. That enemy does not want you to go out and be the hope and be the light for the Lord. That enemy does not want you to speak truth over people. That enemy does not want you to bring your insights so that you can help other organizations and individuals achieve their goals. And maybe for some of you who are working in areas where you are bringing people to the Lord The enemy does not want you to do that, does he? So you need to defend your purposeful message and be on guard in all things. So let me share with you three different areas which I have had to learn and grow through and be mindful of. And I want to share this with you in case this is something that you're struggling with as well. Distraction. All of the things, you know, when we're told you need to be doing all of the things, you need to be doing this, the bright, shiny objects. You don't need to be doing all of the things, just what is in front of you and what really fits and resonates. Whatever you're doing, let it be that you're doing it to the point where it's working for you. 
don't be you know tempted to do and bring on so many different things whether it be in your projects whether it be in how you're marketing yourself just because others are doing it doesn't mean that it's right for you right now so be mindful of bright shiny objects be mindful that you don't get stuck in busyness tasks. One of my guests just recently on a podcast interview was talking about, and it's so true, and I've heard this over and over again through other podcasts, and I'm sure you have too, that it's almost like we we wear the badge of honour of busyness. You know, busyness is, is like a badge of honour. How are you? Oh, so busy, so busy. Yeah, but guess what? Is that busyness productive? Or are we so distracted on busyness tasks that we're actually not working on our purposeful message and where the Lord wants us to go? So just be mindful of that. And please, please, please have the ability to to be able to say no to projects that aren't serving you or where you are in your ministry. And business is a ministry. And if you're spreading yourself too thin because you are saying yes to every single committee that has asked you and they may be working for the Lord. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, what they're doing is not important. Absolutely. But is what you're working on in your business where the Lord has planted you, where the Lord has given you your assignment, where the Lord has said, this is your ministry. You are going to bring influence. You are going to impact in my name, these areas. So by you continuing to be distracted by the enemy, because you know, you've got people who are saying, well, you need to help us. Let's just say it. Church groups, ministries and church fantastic but you are called to business and if you say yes to every single ministry in your church are you wearing yourself thin and only you can answer that and bring that to the Lord in prayer but your ability to say no do not let that turn into guilt from the Lord or others to speak uh, guilt over you because that is not right it's not true and it's not correct every project and opportunity is not always the best for you and the season that you're in And if your ministry is the marketplace, then focus on that. And again, pray about it. Bring it to the Lord and he will show you the answer. So distraction, defend yourself against distraction. Defend yourself against disappointment because disappointment can turn into discouragement of that, is this really for me? And then all the doubts come up. Well, I shouldn't have any hardships or heartaches or, or failure. But guess what? Failure is part of your entrepreneurial journey. And let's just rewrite that, shall we? Failure is just feedback that something you did needs to be developed. It needs to be developed. So if you launch something and it doesn't work, if you try a new marketing tactic and it doesn't work, rather than throwing your hands up in the air and saying, well, business is not for me, can you go back and and ask yourself, well, what can I do better? What can we change? What did work out of that? And we want to keep doing. Just go back, regroup and learn from the lessons. Do not let the enemy tell you you're a failure and let it be the lesson and foundation upon which you grow and step up to the next level. All right. And the last defense mechanism is around discontentment. And this is kind of envy and resentment. And one of the biggest traps, and I'm putting my hand up because this can happen to me if I'm not careful, is I'll look comparison and you'll look at what other people are doing and their Instagram posts and all of that. And you'll be thinking, oh, oh, so good. They're so good. 
Comparison will cripple you. Go back to your identity affirmations, those Bible verses, because you are unique. You are unique. And when you allow yourself to recognize that the unique fingerprints that the Lord has has you know, you were born with, when you realize that and your unique giftings in strengths and talents and character and mannerisms, when you bring all that together, you realize you can't compare yourself with anyone else because you really are incomparable. The Lord made you unique. He's got a unique assignment for your life. The business that you're in now is your ministry and where you really can work with integrity, work with excellence to further his kingdom, to bring influence and impact, whether you are covertly or overtly bringing the message of the Lord within your message. And again, that's something that you'll need to to consider in prayer as to how to bring that forward. But I tell you what, even if you're not mentioning the name of Jesus and the way that you do your work is just so incredibly different to what the world is doing in their business dealings. And if you are aligned with your assignment and if you believe uh, that the blessings that are promised to you and that you are seeking the Lord first each and every single day uh, and your motive is not from a selfish gain but rather to glorify the Lord because God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. And if you're using your strengths and talents and gifts and using them to glorify him, you're getting into agreement with heaven, you're seeking him first daily, you're a devourer and defender of his word. Wherever he's placed you, you will succeed and you will generate results that outweigh what any other human being can achieve on their own because you are being blessed by the Lord in ways that you can not even say that it's to what you're doing. And you'll know that in your heart so that when people say, how on earth are you achieving that when everyone else is achieving this? And that's such a great opportunity to go, wow, pull up a chair and I'll happily share what we're doing. And that might just be a way that you can then bring the message of hope, which you know and you live and why you're doing that. So I hope that was helpful for you. Can I just say a prayer for you? I know this show's gone a little bit longer, but let me just say a prayer. Father God, thank you for the opportunity that we had to discuss purposeful message. Father, when we think about what is going on in the world today with economies and just challenges and and change, we know that you are the same as you were yesterday, today, tomorrow, and in the future. And that it is so important for us to lean into you, to seek you first, to ask you, Lord, where are you placing us, Lord? Where do you want us to bring our gifts and our talents in the work that we are doing? That we get in alignment with you when we seek your counsel daily motors matter our motors matter lord so if there's anything in us that is not holy that uh that is not honoring to you let let us know what that is so that we can bring that uh, you know to your throne of repentance and say lord lord 
please forgive us. And it is only through the precious blood of Jesus that our sins, that our, uh, yeah, that selfishness and, and pride and arrogance and all of those things which you say, you know, is, is just not part of who we are as, as Christians, especially business owners, Lord, that, that is forgiven, that our sins are as white as snow and that we can continue to work and honour you in everything that we do so that you can continue to bless us, Lord, in our businesses, and in the people that we are working with, um, we just want to bring this to, to you and say thank you so much, Lord. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So I hope that was helpful for you. If this is something that you're struggling with and you really want to make sure that you do have a clear and compelling purposeful message because you know that you have in your heart uh, been placed to make such a bigger di difference in the world with your message and you want to become part of a community of business owners who are mission driven and who really are changing the way things are done in the industry, can I just encourage you to consider joining my community, business building community called the Influence Alliance. You can find out more by going to theinfluencealliance.com. And as I mentioned, it really is specifically for coaches and consultants, service-based businesses who have a body of knowledge and they really want to position themselves because they know that with the experience that they have, they have a lot of knowledge and expertise to give their clients, especially in a time that is now, a season that is now. Not only do we develop uh, a purposeful message, but it is also looking from business models so that we can build a sustainable and a scalable business because for many of you as service-based businesses, coaches and consultants, you can now work, work globally. We now have a market that has expanded because so many more businesses are online seeking service providers and experts and specialists and trusted authorities such as yourself to be able to support them. So logistics is no longer an issue. So we're all about building a sustainable, scalable, business that we love, making a much bigger impact in the world with our message. So the influencealliance.com uh, really highly recommend that you come and join us. If you've got a question or you'd like to have a chat to see uh, maybe what that might look like or you might perhaps consider working with me privately and, and would like to know a little bit more about that because this is what I do, helping businesses, service-based businesses um, stand out, become known as that trusted authority whilst building a sustainable and scalable business that they love. Email me at info at annemariecross.com. Let me know that you listen to this podcast and then we'll set up a time to chat. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series.